0: I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with The Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club instantly, MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness, Philly, College Park. Become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to the prospectwizard.com, Get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave Gallin, He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on The Wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of somebody I follow and stalk on LinkedIn. Kale Owen, good to see you coming in from Jim Launch. He's got several businesses. He is one of the focal points when it comes to getting people to actually execute, get on the field and play your best game. So I'm excited that he's uh, on the show and I'm excited to hear some words of wisdom. So uh, Kale, great to see you person. Pete, it's a pleasure, man. It's an honor to be on here. Thanks, bud. So, uh, you know, for the people that don't know about Gym Launch, you want to start with that story and kind of how you got to the point where you are today. And where you really saw opportunity where a lot of people in this industry kind of just say, hey, my attrition is what it is. You know, my sales are what they are. And I feel like you've kind of changed
1: the narrative that, hey, let me wake you up to what's real. So far away. Yeah, without a doubt. So Gym Launch was started and founded by Alex and Layla Hormozy. If you're unfamiliar with them, Uh, Go on to Twitter, any social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You'll see their face. You'll see them. Just search Alex and Layla Hormozy or acquisition.com. They founded it back in 2016. And the way that they founded it was very different than how we do it today. But basically what they did is they flew into gyms and they did essentially gym makeovers where they would go in and they would fill gyms at 100, 150, 200 new members paying high ticket prices within 30 days. And then they would jet out and drop into another one. So they would parachute in, save a gym. Dip out, go to the next one. Not a really sustainable model. So what they switched to in 2017 was a licensing model where they built out information courses plus coaching. And they built this out where it was very much a a do-it-yourself style program where you hop in, you learn how to do exactly what they did, and they sold that licensing to a bunch of gym owners. And that's how we started scaling. So Mm -hmm. Um, Alex and Layla started that. They've since come on to be, I mean, just incredible entrepreneurs. They're building their own next company, acquisition.com and absolutely crushing it. But Jim Launch here, what we're doing now, and I was actually a client first back in 2017. I think it was like the 13th or 14th client in 2017 to sign up with the new licensing model. And I've been there for, obviously, since then. And... What we're doing now today is is very similar, yet we've added a lot more done for you systems. So, um, in a world where the consumer is wanting more and more things done for them, we've started adding much more onto that. So, like we run gyms ads, uh, we're releasing an appointment setting service for them. We help them with all their sales training. We do daily sales training. We give them the scripts. We give them exactly what to say. We give them all the fulfillment best practices. We even give the messages to their clients on what they need to be sending their clients to check in with them to make sure their clients are happy to retain them. All these things. But in a nutshell, what we do is we help gym owners make reach more people, change more lives and build wildly profitable businesses. And this goes for clubs. This goes primarily, we've started primarily in the micro gym space. And then we have since in 2021, we started going more into the health club space because we saw a massive opportunity, really a a massive hole in the health club space where a lot of health clubs really aren't capitalizing on doing more high ticket things because they're losing a lot of money to micro gyms in our opinion.
0: So let me ask you a question because this is the, the conversation I have with software entrepreneurs and, and agencies. And for the audience background, you can either, I can provide you a, a software and you can you know, use it yourself and hope, you know, good luck. Um, or I could actually manage it for you. And you're basically a client and I'm almost like your marketing agency or I'm your operational force. So when you look at this, there are a number of entrepreneurs that say, look, I do the software. That's all I do. I'm a tech guy. Okay. Like do your own thing. Like I'm stepping back from here. Good luck paying my licensing fee. And you know, it's on you, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you look at that? what would be your response if I said that's where your business should be? Um, and and how deep are you like with actually doing the operational day to day with these clubs and, and gyms?
1: Yeah. The operational day to day is a little bit difficult for us. Cause like if we could, we would do as much as we possibly could for them. We try to do as much as we possibly can up until the point of sale. And okay. we're actually focusing on trying to do sales for gyms as well. We're trying to figure out ways to do that, but we'll crack that in the next six months to eight months. But, Everything what we've noticed in the gym space is gym owners are very good in the gym. They're they're really good at in understanding the operations of their gym and they would prefer to stay there. Where the problem lies and where a lot of gym owners really just struggle and where a lot of gyms go to die is on the marketing, advertising, and sales side, the acquisition side of things. And what we found is that over time it's really there's a broken model out there with businesses where they really either rely on word of mouth, SEO terrible offers on social media and they think that if I just build something and I put some word out and maybe I throw some SEO up, maybe I get a decent website and maybe I have a brand and I try to build something that I'll keep growing. When in reality, we all know that that's not what happens. Like We have to pay to play and there has to be advertising in there. The question then becomes is, what is the offer and are we able to monetize on that offer enough to where that new client that I just signed up from this ad that I posted pays not only for themselves, the cost to acquire themselves, but also pays for the next person plus profit in the first 30 days. That's the equation we look for is can we make a profit and pay for two new customers right at sign up? And so that's the game that we play. And so we teach gym owners and we teach um, club owners how to be able to do that.
0: So, yep, we go through all the franchise, disclosure documents and, and try and get the P&Ls of as many clubs and studios that, that we can on their item 19. You know, one of yep. the things this number might be moving around a bit, but the average Planet Fitness spends twelve thousand, like six hundred seventy-eight dollars a month on advertising. And then you know, I go to a Gold's Gym conference or I go to a you know, an uh, independent brand uh, you know conference with with health clubs. And they're like, "How many people spend that?" You know, obviously nobody raises their hand. They're more like twenty five hundred to maybe four thousand a month per club. And then they say, "Aha! Now I understand how the Planet Fitness model works because they are constantly." Any rocket fuel to that sales engine. Regardless, we'll talk about the fact that a lot of it comes out the back. But the point is, you know, when you look at, at a micro gym or you look at a health club, you know, what do you tell them you have to spend, and and how do you tell them that it's an investment and stop thinking about it as an expense.
1: Yeah. It comes down to data, right? It comes down to the math of it. So we teach a lot of our clients that they can sell a 599 product day one full cash paid in full for a six week program, or even a four week or an eight week program to start. And this goes for clubs as well. Like we, we are doing this with health clubs and health clubs are crushing this where they're collecting 400, 500, $800 down with new clients coming in. And they only spent a hundred dollars to acquire that person. And so here's where it becomes. And this is the, this is the, analogy that I use is, okay, Pete, if you're sitting there in your office right now and there's a slot machine over in the corner of your office and I put a dollar into that slot machine and that slot machine gives you $2 back, what's your marketing budget? What's your slot machine budget? As
0: much as you want, as as you can afford to put to work for me.
1: Correct. I'm going to take that $2 that I gave back and I'm going to put those back in and I'm going to keep getting money back out. And so essentially I'm, I don't have to pay. I don't need a marketing budget at that point. Like Planet Fitness is a perfect example. Their churn, we could talk about their churn and how it seeps out the back on that side. But when you look at it, they know their numbers enough to know that the LTV of their client, they can spend up to a certain amount and they're going to be able to be profitable. And the problem is I think most health club owners and most gym owners actually don't know their numbers and then they're not able to play the right game. They're not able to play a profitable game because they just see money going out the door and while they may not be collecting cash up front, their cash flow struggles what they need to be thinking about is cool, what is the LTV of my clients and am I able to stay cash flow positive month after month? And if you have the right offer, the right price point, and then the right fulfillment, you can do this and just continue to scale and scale and scale. And then you don't have to be sitting there being like, oh, I'm scared to spend four thousand. I mean, we had gyms, we had micro gyms, micro gyms spending twenty thousand dollars a month on advertising. And they were still are they were still minimum two to one day one on their advertising. And so like when you think of it that way, it's like I could just keep spending, like, why not? It's almost
0: like you just need a, a little bit of money to kind of start the wheel. And then yeah. the wheel keeps going. People are like, Oh, I can't afford hundred fifty dollars I actually you only need 10, right? Just yeah. put the, to the hamster
1: wheel. Like That's let's it. get rolling. Yeah. Like perfect example, going back to, to answer your question, we actually start with gyms. We, we tell them our suggested rate is a hundred dollars per day. So let's just say you spend a hundred dollars per day, day one, you, you get 10 leads. Let's say, Three people show up. Let's say you're not great at sales and you only close two of them, right? Or four people show up, you only close fifty percent. You close two of them. But you close those two people at let's say five ninety nine, so six hundred dollars a piece. That means that's twelve hundred dollars that you just made. But here's the kicker, right? Pete, we both know that that money's not gonna hit your bank account for a second because you got payment processing, it's got to roll in and they're gonna hold it for a right. second. Day two, you do the same thing, right? So now you're two hundred dollars out, but you still signed up four people. Day three, you do the same thing. Okay. By then, maybe the money sits your account, but by day four, the money sits your account. And so you're sure. already ROI positive and you can just keep spending and spending and spending and spending. And that's what we call client finance acquisition. And that is the system that really has helped not only our company scale, but also gym scale.
0: Right. And from a standpoint, because this is where I see kind of the rubber sometimes doesn't hit the road. It's like, okay, we're going to keep running this. Uh, who on your side is actually like monitoring that? And is there anything that the club owner needs to do except like just check and say like, all right, here's how I did. And, you know, negative oh, off, yeah. you know. off. Because like, I feel like as a club owner, like, they're the obstacle in, in the in the win.
1: Yeah, there's a, that's an exceptional question. So we have a full team that we've built around our best practices, and we monitor, optimize, and adjust ads on a either daily or every other day basis. So we're still checking them every single day. If they don't need to be optimized, we're not going to touch them. We're just going to let them keep going. But we're checking them to make sure that they're in our KPIs that we need in order for our clients to be the most successful. And then we will change the creative. We do all the creative. We do everything that's needed. We set up any of the the copy, the creative. If there is a lander, even though landers don't really work that well today on B2C traffic anyway, um, but if they are, we set all those up. We create all the connections. We create all the systems to alerts for your sales team to know when a lead comes in, all their contact information, if they schedule an appointment, if they didn't, then like when we roll out our done-for-you appointment setting service, they won't even have to touch it. It'll just literally be... You don't have to touch anything, and then they show up and you sell them.
0: Got it. Got it. Right. When you use so. this five ninety nine, are you are you are you specifying like a different type of of membership or like a different, you know, like hey, you're gonna get a six week, you know, not boot camp or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. But are you selling something different than what they might be doing on their own?
1: We try to make sure that we adjust what they're doing. Micro gyms are really easy, but in health clubs, we adjust the offer and the pricing based on what they're already currently doing because we don't want to have them have to recreate everything because we understand how complex it is inside a club with so many people. So our goal is to figure out, okay, what are you currently doing that we could bolt this service onto, add a couple things to make it very, very valuable. So there's value perceived in the marketplace. That people are going to raise their hand and say yes, I want to buy that. And then the cool part, and this is what I tell club owners all the time: like we spoke, I spoke at Ursa uh, last year, and I just went through this. And it really comes down to the fact that health club owners are in a position where they should win all the time. They should crush micro gems because they have everything they need to win. The problem becomes comes down to the value perceived in the marketplace, and they are perceived as a commodity most of the time. Because right. they are seen as leasing equipment in space. That's really all it is. It's like, I'm going to pay this money to be able to have access to something. The problem is, is that in order to see transformation, the average American needs three things. They need fitness, nutrition, and accountability. All a health club does is give them fitness. And even yeah. then, it's sketchy because they still don't, most gyms don't even teach them how to do it. The good ones do, but they don't. They try to get them with a personal trainer, but everyone knows that's going to happen anyway. So there's a better way to do it so that when you onboard a client and we all know, right, that if we, if we have good onboarding, we can increase retention in the first six months by over 87%, right? And so if we do that correctly, not only is the, the client going to be more invested because they paid more upfront, they're going to have a better onboarding experience. They're going to see better results, which means they're going to be more bought in and they're going to associate that reward, AKA the physical transformation with the location, which means retention is going to go up and you're going to collect more cash.
0: Yeah. So while you're on the, the the word reward, we're involved with this company called Promotion Vault. They do mm-hmm. gift cards and they do you know like hey instead of doing zero down, first month free, they'll say you know here's a fifty dollar Lululemon card if you sign up, and here's a twenty five if you if you get your friend. Um, there's some breakage that benefits the clubs. What's your what's kind of like your your mantra related to hey gift cards, reward systems, points, discounting? I'm assuming discounting is a word that you kind of like brushed onto the rug long long time ago thankfully and thank you yeah. for doing um what are your thoughts on reward systems and a lot of other companies and in other industries are reducing their rewards right now we're talking about that after the book
1: okay? it. yeah i think that's a bad move for a lot of people but i think that i think reward systems have to be done very creatively so here's the thing i think in the gym space and i'm taking this from the micro gym space because that's where i've spent most of my time but i also see it in the health club space is that rewards typically happen where we reward someone for a behavior. It's normally too late. And when we reward them, we give them something that we as the gym owner or the club owner think is valuable instead of trying to truly understand what is most valuable for the client. What, is, what do they value? What is something that they would see as a reward? Which is why I like Promotion Vault. Like, I think it's great. We had chats with them and I like the idea of that. I think that what needs to happen, first of all, is if you're going to reward someone and try to train them on their behavior, the closer the proximity is, in the reward, the closer the reward is in proximity of time to the actual behavior that they did that got them reward, the closer that we can make that happen, the more likely they are to repeat that successful behavior, right? So we want to cut down that time. So as soon as someone shows up for their first class, we should be rewarding them right away. Now it could be something as status. It could be a gift card. It could be a shirt. It could be something, but the goal is to consistently be rewarding people by, and all you're literally doing is, it's just like, I hate to say this, but it's like when you're training a kid, I got two kids. I want to, I want to train them on positive rewards, right? And I want to make sure that they understand when they do something well, without me even having to say it, there's, I can reward them so that they associate that behavior with the reward. And it has to be close. It can't be an extended period of time. So I like gift cards, but my thing is, is that it just has to be valuable to the client. So like if the client doesn't care about supplements, doesn't care about your gym as much, but they really care about the local baseball team, get them tickets, right? Get them two tickets to the game. I said that the other right. day yeah, yeah. It's like for me so here's a perfect example at our gym we had at our peak we had over 250 clients we were micro gym and we had sub three percent monthly churn for over a year mm-hmm. and which is difficult so industry average in the micro gym is roughly 12 to 15 percent, depending on the region and where you're at so when we the reason we were able to do that is because we found things that we liked about our clients we did intake forms we found out what they liked Truly liked. And then what we did was we rewarded them with things that truly mattered. One of the things was one person was like, I love Disney. Disney's my favorite place to go, all that stuff. Literally just got this person a keychain one day, randomly, a Disney keychain, used it. They said it was the most thoughtful gift they'd ever received, right? It yeah. cost us five bucks, but this person was astounded. They were like, I can't believe you. T- I just, I mentioned that in passing that I love Disney. We're like, we know. We understand. Yeah. We care about you. I, when yeah. I saw this, I thought of you, right? That's amazing.
0: I was telling people uh, that there was this conference I went to was, um all these tech people in uh, the London hotel fit LA tech, fit, tech fit something or whatever. And I they're like, "What's the future of fitness. I said, you can't have artificial intelligence until you have intelligence. So let's 100%. focus on getting all this information, like in Disney and like what their kids do and what their goals are. I think that's, that's amazing. It also triggered me on like, Hey, what are the rewards? Maybe maybe I shouldn't give you a, a gift card option. Maybe I should just know that you like this brand, and that's the only one I'm going to show you because now it looks like I remembered.
1: Exactly, but there's a there's a deeper option or op- there's a deeper problem right here. And Pete, like if you don't mind if I go on a tangent real quick, the problem is for mo- the problem with most gems when they think about rewards is they just think about the cost. And here's the deal: if you're not able to either ascend clients in the value ladder in the pricing ladder to offer higher levels of service with better margins, you're not going to have the margins to be able to give back to your clients. And so it's this vicious cycle. If you are a turn and burn or a lower tier pricing option, you have to have other ways to monetize. And what we like to call it is basically dipping into spending wallets of a client. And that could be supplements in your pro shop or whatever, but you need to be able to maximize your profit per client. Otherwise you can't, you won't have the money to do these rewards, which then just is this vicious cycle of a gym, right? Where you just keep setting people up and you're like, why are people leaving? And it's like, I want to do these things, but I don't have the money not only to cover that, but I also am struggling to make my own money and struggling to pay my staff, all these things. So there needs to, gym owners need to understand that they need to solve for profit first which gives them the opportunity and the ability to give back to their clients and build something sustainable.
0: God, that's great advice. I Want to ask you a question because something came up. I was at a Gold's Gym conf- uh, franchise uh, seminar, and um, we were talking about, hey, what, what, what if instead of playing zone defense, we play man-to-man defense, right? And we say, and I, I asked one of the guys, like, how many, how many members do you have in your club? He's like, thirty-five hundred. Like, how many employees do you have? It takes a minute. As up the part-time, full-time, thirty-five. Like, what if you give a hundred names to each one of your employees? and Make sure they know everything, like Kale you just talked about, everything, that, and then they're responsible if they actually cancel. Like that's on your hundred top hundred list, right? Everyone's got a mm-hmm. top hundred list. Have you seen that done before? Is that like a crazy idea? Um, why is that happening? What would you do? <laughs> like you probably know everybody's name at of two hundred and fifty, I'm sure, at every every family. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. the. Okay. So first of all, I'll answer why people don't do it. It's because it's hard work yeah. and because you can't, it's, it's scaling the unscalable because it re, it requires actual hard work and actual just throughput. That's yep. the first reason. This the What I would do is very similar to that. So we actually instruct our gym owners to do this. And I believe that this should happen regardless of the size of the gym is you take your members, you break them up into however many groups you need to based on how many people you can do the reach outs to And you should reach out to them. We tell our our clients, and this is what we found through retention, best retention practices, is be reaching out to your clients at least once a week, at least once a week, preferably twice a week, and just checking in on them and just hitting them up. Once a month, you should be sending a handwritten card to your clients. If you are a bigger scale, you could do it every once a quarter, right? But that should be a handwritten note. that is from a team member that's just letting them know you're thinking about them maybe um if you've noticed that they've hit records on check-ins and coming into the gym just shout that out if you notice that they've said something about you've noticed that they look better right come in if you're keeping track of any weights or any metrics you can let them know like great job on this but these little touch points are so key and like so from the micro gym side, what we do is most of the time, it's easy enough for gym owners to just do four different lists and then they just rotate between the people and they every month they hit up a different group. That's it. And it's their job. But you're right on the same path. as like, you should know their first name when they walk in. You should yeah. know their first name with everyone. Like that should be the job of everyone at the front desk, everyone in the staff. If I walk into a gym, they should know my first name. Like I go to a gym locally here, which you're actually working on some stuff in the background with that, which is really cool. Yeah. Nobody like. There's two people that know my name, and they're never there when I go. So like, <laughs> no one knows me. I could go in and out, and no one have any idea. I was gone for a month. Never got to reach out. That's what no I, one reached out.
0: It's funny. Like there's like these AI groups that are out there right now. Seeing, I'll tell you the, the the people that are gonna cancel, pay me fifteen grand. I'm like, are you kidding, dude? Like, pay me five dollars,
1: right? It's so make, easy. get on. I'll just show. I mean, you got the phone. Oh, you know, make it hard yeah. to break up with me. You know? Well, here's the, here's the easiest way, right? We're all using technology. Club owners are all using technology to track people walking into the gym. Just cross-reference it with your total client list and then reach out to all the people that haven't come in. And then here's a crazy yeah. idea. Do it every week. Yeah, Do it every week if they haven't checked in. And there's your data scientist right there. Call that guy a yeah. data
0: scientist. <laughs> there you go. This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Hire Dose, They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you, 59 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. Is a wholesale code. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating. And the recovery should be just as good as the workout. You know, from a standpoint of, of your business and being an entrepreneur and to kind of flip the the, the switch here a bit, you, know, you could be running really big ad budgets now that are potentially we're going in, in separate directions. You also got this this model that started out with licensing. So, you know, without keeping us on like how, how the pricing works, but just give us an idea of, you know, how much of the marketing budget can you and do you want to to take over? What other tentacles can you put in here? And how much can I kind of operate as like, uh, I own a hotel, you know? And you're like, basically like staffing in, managing it for, if that's not too far field.
1: No, it's, um, I think staffing and management of it will, that's pretty tough in today's world, unless we owned it. If we did that, we would go into actual corporate locations, which we've thrown around and we would just start our own, but we gotcha. wouldn't franchise it. We would literally just do corporate because we know how to do all of the things that are needed front to back. And it would, we'd make more money that way. But with the model that we have currently, um, I want to handle all basically all acquisition up until the point I would like to do sales as well. That's the ultimate goal is where I get the leads for every gym owner. I work the leads for every gym owner. I sell every gym or every lead uh, via phone and or zoom or whatever. And then they just come in, they've already paid and they just start their process. And then we teach the club owners or gym owners how to fulfill the right way to increase retention and LTV of their clients.
0: Got it. Perfect. And, and from a standpoint of that budget, it sounds like that budget could just continues to be like, Hey, this is how much until the spend and the return kind of diminishes just based on, you know, laws of the, you know, supply and demand. Yeah, correct.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what's cool is like, there's always going to be people that need fitness no matter what. I mean, we just look at the data and when we look at the data, just the average human being here in the U S and where everything's going until people stop caring about looking good naked, then like we're going to never run out of people to go to a gym and want to be fitter. Like it's never going to happen. Um, no matter what semaglutide and all the peptides and those impact and everything that comes out. Well, they to, yeah. They still need to, they still need to lift. They still need to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And when as a percentage, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Our, our goal internally just to say is like, we want at minimum. So at worst, we want our clients to be three to one, including our cost.
0: Gotcha. And That's so,
1: crazy. yeah,
0: Awesome. So just uh, in closing here, since we're trying keep this brief for everyone, this has been an awesome education. Great talking to you. I uh, know I want to talk to you right after this about something with our Hilo Academy that that could be interesting for us to combo up on. Give, give us a quote. You know, you got a lot of quotes. I watch all your videos, usually two or three times. Sometimes I'll forward them on and be like, yo, this is how you got to think about this. Oh, uh, we got one lightning round I could do. But so why don't you answer first, like what's the, uh, uh, what, what's one of your best quotes that you kind of either end with, uh, on, uh, on, uh, clients or like the advice that they need at the end, like a coach kind of kicking you back or patting you on the back.
1: Yeah, this is the one I think that hits the most home for me. And I've said this multiple times. There's probably clips of me saying it to clients and stuff, but really, um, it's just essentially this, that it doesn't matter what you think you need to do. It matters what it takes and what it takes is always way more than you ever thought it would. And what it takes is an unreasonable amount of focus, attention, and hard work in order to be successful. And that is typically 10 to 20 times more than the average person thinks. And so you have to be willing as an entrepreneur, as a gym owner, as a business owner, period, to do what it takes, not what you think it takes.
0: Love it. Awesome. All right. We're not going to do a lightning round. We're going to end on that because that's too good. Awesome.